Hey there, you hopheads and bald brains. You're listening to Drinking Socially, Untap's official podcast, and your inside look into what's happening in the Untap community and the world of beer. This episode is brought to you by Rogue Ales and Spirits and their brand new Monsters of IPA series. Legends aren't boring, they're brewed. We're going to find out a ton more about that in a couple of minutes. As always, if you like this show, hit the like, subscribe, the bell, all those fun things on YouTube. Follow us wherever you follow things online. You know the drill. Okay, so anybody who has had a conversation with me for more than like a few minutes knows it usually goes like one of two ways 90% of the time. Now I'm doing some high-level math. Two ways, 90%, doesn't matter. <clears throat> I'm either telling you, usually unprompted, about some cryptozoological creature that you don't need to know about, but I found a grainy photo online. I'm pretty sure this is real. Just give me 15 minutes of your time. Or I'm hooting and hollering about some crazy IPA that I just enjoyed, and you need to find it ASAP or else. And today's conversation is going to be about both those things. So if Oktoberfest is my lager Christmas, then today, which I'm just going to call Monsters of IPA Day, is basically my beer birthday. And today's episode is going to be a party indeed. Not only will we we be doing a Drinking Socially first, we're going to revisit two beers we've had on the podcast before. We've also got a serious group of people joining in on the fun today, including some very special guests from Rogue Ales and Spirits, Danny Connors, Innovation Manager at Rogue, and then Evan Bartholomew as well, Creative Director. But first, let me get my co-host, one of the original Drinking Socially co-hosts in here, Kyle Roderick. Kyle! How are we doing today? Hey, Harrison. Good to see you again. How's it going? You as well. Yes. Feeling good. I, just, I picked the perfect week to be doing my best Bigfoot impression, which... It's just... just it, it, it's, it's going outwards. Uh, listener, if you're not watching the video, obviously <laughs> you. you're doing something wrong. You need to go over to YouTube and do this right now. Uh, it's just kind of... go. It's it's like down, down and out a little bit, Harrison. Yeah. And also, obviously, you know, you've got the long hair thing going. I feel like this is this is like the look. This is the monsters. Are, are you kind of aiming for being the fourth monster of IPA? Is that the? I, I'm. You know, I don't know. I that, right. I don't know Maybe. if that's where we'll go, but uh, it might be. We're going to find out today. I was thinking I'm going to bring up Combat Wombat. I want to see the battle, mm-hmm. the monsters of IPA battle, and then have Combat Wombat come in. Surprise! Third act reveal. But I'm going to get ahead of myself. We got the people who actually maybe have the answers and can maybe make that happen on the show. We're going to bring on in a minute. But first, we got to talk about badges, Kyle. So yes, obviously we do. it's amazing beer, but a badge tied to them. So let's talk about that for a moment. And not just any badge. Right. Not just a badge. That's it's right. a badge with three levels. Yes. Each level for each one of these monsters of IPA. So you can have them in any order, right? But... As you try these different monsters of IPA, Bat Squatch, Colossal Claude, and then the new one, a new West Coast IPA, which I'm super excited about trying today, you can level up between April 1st and June 1st, levels one through three as you try them. So check them in on Untapped, rate them, let us know where you are, let us know what you think, and then earn each of these badges. Then, not only are you earning these badges you're going to need to go to monstersofipa.com right after that and obviously vote on your favorite so there's two two parts to that one is on untapped checking in click through as soon as you've tried all three go vote on your favorite which is tough to do but 
we're going to maybe make some headway into that today. So let's, we're bearing the lead. Let's get the guests of honor out here and the monsters they've brought with them. It's, I'm excited to welcome Danny Connors and Evan Bartholomew to the show. Welcome, guys. Hey, how's it hey. going? Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you for coming here and bringing the best kind of gifts somebody can bring. So let's, beer! Everyone's wondering at home, what's Harrison mean? Beer, I'm talking about beer. Um, all right, so let's waste no time. Let's crack open some gumaroo! I know. I know a lot of people out there have been waiting for this moment. Last year we talked with Hagen at, uh, at Rogue, and he was like, there's another monster! And we took some guesses. We were wrong. I'm thinking like the dog man, the Ohio grass man. That didn't make sense for Pacific Northwest. But anyway, let's talk about the beer first. Let's get in here. Let's take a big old sip. But cheers, guys. Let's uh, get our gumaroo on. Cheers. Ooh. Wow. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to just ask you guys straight up because usually – we're kind of just guessing about what's in beers, well, educatedly guessing. Before we get even there, though, someone opens this beer for the first time. Like, what should they be smelling, tasting, all that fun stuff? Like, what's what's happening right now? Um, you know, it's a West Coast IPA, so we want it to have um, in the nose for sure. Big on big on fruity hops. Uh, this one we use kind of combination of hops that are going to come across with that citrusy piney kind of that classic hop characteristic but then also more of the the newfangled hops that are bringing in like the the sweet fruits and the the tropical right um it's got a pretty decent uh malt backbone on it as well you can see the color to it it's got a pretty yeah. decent color it's beautiful uh, and then and then because of, you know it's it's not a hazy it's a west coast so it's got some proper bitterness to it it's got some backbone um, yeah it really yeah. does and obviously Rogue being one of the kind of, you guys know a thing or two about hops and IPAs and. <laughs> yeah, we made it. Before. Oh gosh, this is this is so cool. And so that was one of the things that jumped out to me about hearing about this kind of you know lineup of beers. They're all IPAs, but we're lucky to live in a time when that like doesn't it almost doesn't mean anything. And there's so many different kinds of IPA now. You could drink five, six, twelve things that are an IPA more than that and there's a completely different experience so it's really cool that each one of these beers yeah ipa but they're all doing their own thing and i'm happy to have a west coast enter into the conversation as great as basquatch calls about are. i was like man i wonder what that that was my other thought last year was what kind of ipa is it going to be pumped we're landing on west coast if the next one's a black ipa that's uh, that'd be pretty cool but you know anyway just Brought it out there. <laughs> Kyle knows that's the hell I'm going to die on is that's, bringing, that's, bringing blood back black IPAs. That is true. Yep. I'll go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. That is not going to be a black IPA. <laughs> oh, all right. But there's, is there more? Does that mean there's more monsters? Who knows? Okay. All right. Fine. Yeah. That's fine. It's okay. I don't give too much away too early. Ooh. Yeah, just opening this right away, like the entire room now is filled kind of with that tropical smell, like you mentioned. Um, it's really, um, you know, some folks can perceive West Coast as kind of cloying, kind of like um, 
like lawnmower juice a bit sometimes, <laughs> right? Um, and this is this like is that. not that whatsoever. Um, I know part of what you were all trying to do with the first two editions in this series was uh, right, like kind of create some shelf stable IPAs, stuff that you could ship across the country that would maintain their haze. Um, what other considerations for this one are you all like trying to make? Uh, trying to you know ship it out across the U.S. and and other places um, <clears throat> to maintain yeah, that tough. hop character, right? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough moving product. Um, we've gotten you know a bit better. Uh, we've been canning beers now for whatever about four years. Um, right. You usually get you usually get pretty low oxygen levels. You know, it it comes down to what your packaging team is doing in a lot of that. Just how consistent they are, how good they are at keeping oxygen out of it when you're filling them. Um, I mean, everything these days, you're more or less just trying to squeeze as much hop flavor and aroma into that beer as you possibly can. Yeah. Um, without, you know, we've, I think we've kind of reached the limits of that in those hazies where some of them are just taste like you're chewing on a, a dandelion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, cause there's just so much green matter in them, but yeah, you know, we, I think we're using about three pounds per barrel of dry hopping in these things. Um, yeah. And then it's just trying to manage inventory and, uh, you know, meet the demands and ship things out as quick as you can. But, mm-hmm. uh, the, yeah, the, the more flavor you can start with the better. Right. Yeah, I, I totally. And for everyone who's, who's kind of wondering, what is an innovation manager? So Danny, like you were the innovation brewer. Now it's like, you're kind of expanding that role to more, right? Can you tell me a little more about that? And then kind of like where you jumped in, were you like brewing pilot batches of this? Is it, did you know this beer was Gumbaroo and it came to you in a dream? Like what, take me through that. Yeah, this beer came to me in a fever dream. (laughs) (laughs) Pulled it out of the ether, just purely. Pure inspiration, not thrilled about anything else. I invented Westbrook. <laughs> uh, you heard it here first, folks. Right. I agree. Really, yeah. Yeah. No, I've been with Rogue for 11 years. Uh, I started as a brewer at our uh, Newport facility as a production brewer. Um, we have a brew pub in Portland. I moved up here uh, about 10 years ago. I was there for only about a year. So I've been at our brew pub in Portland, which done a few things there. We ran actually other brands out of there. Um, but about the last four or five years, I've been doing um, R&D stuff for Rogue. So we have a one-barrel brew house, and then the larger setup there is a 15-barrel brew house. So I was doing a lot of that intermediate, um, the beginning batches and the intermediate batches. And then our brew house in Newport is 100 barrels. So, yeah, uh, yeah, getting, um, you know, brewing a lot of beer that never saw the light of day mm-hmm. uh, and doing a lot of other weird, you know, projects that we have. Rogue does a ton of other things with between our sodas we were doing ciders i didn't sure. need um you know we have our cbd seltzers our canned cocktails our distilled spirits um, and i've kind of touched everything i know a little bit about a lot of stuff uh, i know mostly about beer though um and then yeah in the last four or five months i became innovation manager where you're more a project manager and making sure all the moving parts work. I'm not really brewing, I'm not brewing the beer anymore, but um, keeping tabs on art, making sure our Evan does his yeah. GD job. Uh, <laughs> you know, design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
goddamn job. Uh, <laughs> you know, packaging, uh, all the like the regulatories, getting labels submitted to the TTB, recipes submitted to the TTB. I don't do any of it. I just tell the people to do it, which is yes. talking about that earlier. Yeah. Delegation, amazing. Uh, but yeah, so and, then, and it's and it's not just the beer now. I'm, I, all of our liquids are our bottled spirits, our whiskeys, our our gins, our canned cocktails, our sodas, our CBD seltzers, everything. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly no shortage of things to do and discover from Rogue. It's yeah, right. Everything from spirits to the CBD stuff is newer. I learned about that not too long ago, but that's amazing. I mean, it's all like yeah. So I understand why. They would need more than an innovation brewer, but now someone to innovate and be tracking all the innovation everywhere because there's just so much cool stuff you guys are doing all the time. Um, that's wild. And this, of course, being one of them and obviously beer being the thing that everybody thinks about first, they think about Rogue um, for all the right reasons. And one of them is for this series in particular, the artwork. So obviously we're hanging out with Evan as well. We'll link it in the show notes, but if you have not gone to monstersofipa.com yet and watched the video, the trailer that's up right now of this upcoming battle, I mean, you're missing out. It's like, it's the cream of the crop. It feels like it belongs on Adult Swim and like, it's just, it's the best. Tell me everything I need to know about this, Evan. Obviously the conception, this isn't the first year, of course, we're revisiting this, but like, fill me in on what that's been like kind of like making these beers come to life, all this cool stuff. Yeah, no, it has, it has been a total blast. Um, and it obviously started, it all started with Bat Squatch, as you yeah. know. Um, and so we've kind of been riding the success of right. that. The beer has been obviously great. And then people have really connected too with the, the story of the, you know, the legend, the, the Pacific Northwest cryptid, um, there's just a lot. It's a really a lot of fun. The whole that whole world. Yes. So uh, it was kind of a no brainer to just keep going with that. And we brought Claude in, and now obviously Gumbaru has sort of rounded out the group. And there's three, so it feels a little more complete to me. And um, yeah, the the animations this year are just incredible. I think um, yeah. we have a, a designer on the team, Mel Purdy, who just did a killer job with. Um, interpreting kind of the, you know, the monsters that I illustrated and created on these cans um, and just took it to another level with uh, the Battle of the Beasts. So, yeah, it's been it's been a blast. That's awesome. And well-deserved. I mean, you guys have always been known for your artwork and now that's for on the beer and now it's that's kind of everywhere. Every brewery is like we need to have a great package to stand out. So, but you guys are already blown through that milestone. I'm going packages. What about cartoons? You fools, get on the internet, get on the interwebs, get up in there, and you're boom once again ahead of the curve. And truly, again, we're gonna link it. You gotta watch it. Kyle and I were cracking up about it today. The one, the colossal Claude from last year, like that is amazing. Like that video is so funny. All the voices and the crazy old sailor telling the story at the bar. You're missing out if you haven't seen this stuff. And again, we'll make it easy. You can just click on the, the video and the links and we'll take you right there. But um, I was excited when I saw the new one. I was like, oh yeah, like I felt like it was like the next Batman or Marvel movie. I was like, this is it, the trailer. Where's the popcorn? I'm gonna call out for the day. I didn't do that. Um, uh, anyway, cool. So 
I mean, but yeah, so I'm pumped we're here. And we're kind of like at like the beginning, I guess, of this year's Monster IPA. Like the battle hasn't happened yet, right? Like we're kind of waiting on that to see what the people choose or kind of what's, where are we right now in the whole timeline of these Monsters of IPA? So this kind of kicked off uh, yesterday. I guess the first episode is out and it's live. So we have already had a ton of, um, I guess votes are just kind of flooding in. Um, Actually, even before the the first video dropped, we were getting, you know, check-ins on untapped and votes. And so um, it's off to, we're off to a great start. I love it. That's, that's amazing. And obviously, I mean, Bat Squatch being the most senior of the monsters, looking at untapped, I mean, they're like way ahead in terms of check-ins. There's 121,000 total, 1,400 this month. So they're doing well. Um, Colossal Claude is like 612. Gumbaru is 597. So like right there. Um, and I think everyone's going to love this new one because, I mean, who doesn't love a great West Coast IPA? We spoke a lot with Matt from Firestone Walker last week about that. They're kind of – some say they never left, but you could say like West Coast IPAs were returning to a beer with some bitterness to it. Which is exciting for someone from New England who had to brew New England IPAs as part of my job for a while. They're great. They're amazing. But I grew up drinking like Green Flash's West Coast IPA. I just like being punched in the face every once in a while with a bunch of hops. So I'm excited that we're doing that right here. But can you talk about that a little bit? Like why West Coast IPA? Hit me with some knowledge. Um, obviously because they're the best style of beer. Uh, right answer. Best, best kind of IPAs, that's for sure. Right. Yeah. So other than that, I guess. Uh, no, yeah, it, it fit really well. You know, we're you know sticking with IPAs. It, it was kind of a no-brainer as a juxtaposition against Bat Squatch, which is a hazy. Sure. Um, sure. Not that Bat Squatch is some absurd, like stupid smoothie beer uh, where the cans explode on you, but <laughs> so it's a reasonable. It's a reasonable version of it. But yeah, I mean. Like you said, you know, it's and the bitterness in it isn't crazy. Uh, right. It's I don't think it's the, the the West Coast IPAs you would have found in the early 2000s. You know, it's right. Uh, it has that balance to it. it the bitterness is there, um, but I think all of those styles are just kind of reverting back to the mean. I think well, people are still out there doing it and making these stupid hazies that are just disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody's everybody's kind of reverting back to the mean of like, oh, maybe beer should have balance to it and actually uh, taste like beer a little bit. So, um, yeah, West Coast IPA, good is my main point. Yes. Was was there something about being in, inspired by this sort of like third cryptid that like pushed you towards West Coast IPA or any anything like that ties in with the character itself? I think, um, I mean, we, our brewery is literally right on Yaquina Bay in mm-hmm. Newport. So we've, we have made the claim for like, we're the westest West Coast IPA. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know if that, ends up, you know, with the longitude and latitudes, but we're pretty, we're pretty coasty. Um, so it, it's a no brainer for us. And again, it's, you know, the part of the, 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 the gum brew is part of like Northwest uh, lore, so it, that ties in as well. 
Mm-hmm. I know. And we should talk about that. Who wants to tell the story of the Gumbaroo? Like, what the heck is this half pig, half bear thing? Starting forest fires. I mean, it's it's cool as hell too as a t-shirt. If you I love this shirt, just, you gotta go get one. Like, it yeah. is very yeah. cool looking. I'm gonna wear this all week. No, it was it was pretty fun actually looking into the the, the reported sightings. Right? Um, it yeah, it's been described as an bear or some sort of <laughs> large you know thing on all fours um so that yeah it kind of was fun to uh figure out what i wanted it to look like uh when when drawing this thing but right some fun fun images if you just you know start with a google search there's yes. some funny illustrations out there and you know i did and it, yeah and it's kind of amazing like the eyewitness accounts that i found it was like he has six legs. He has 13. He's a bear. He's a pig. He has no hair. He has a mustache. People, I don't know what's going on in the woods in the Pacific Northwest. Maybe more than lumber is being chopped down. Different kind of lumber. But this is a while. This is like the 1900s and the early two, like early yeah, 1900s, 1800s. This stuff was happening, right? It's kind of like an older legend. Definitely. Yeah. Gumbaroo has been around. So, um, Right, we we didn't make make it up or right. uh, all the monsters. These are these are out there, so we're just telling the stories, you know. I love it. It's a great story. Ooh, woo! Yeah, I'm flying through this thing. I know, right? It's easy for a long day. This thing's it's amazing. Do you guys use Pac-Man yeast in this as well? Is that right? Yeah, Pac-Man is our house yeast, oh, okay. uh, ale yeast. Um, it's what we've used. You know, I'm not sure exactly when we switched over to it. Well, probably well after you know 20 years or so, we've been using it. So that's what we use in like Dead Guy, and okay. um, you know all of our standard ale styles for the most part. We do use um, for Gumroot for the hazy stuff. We're using the juice. Uh, Imperial Juice or London Three, what what yeah. most everybody is using for hazy sure. beers. Sure. Um, but yeah, Pac Man is our is our go to. It's a it's pretty incredible yeast. It it um, it's a trooper. It's really versatile. Uh, it can go it can go high for big ABV beers. It can we ferment it at sixty degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Like crazy cold. Um, yeah. And it can go lower. And actually, we use it in our cold IPA. And we fermented at 55, and it can handle that. Um, so it's a it's a super versatile yeast, uh, right? And and the, yeah, I mean, you guys made it famous. I mean, that was like Pac Man is like a yeast that brewers talk about, and home brewers can buy and use and stuff. But like, it was like your thing, right? Like, it came out of Newport. Am I right? It was, um, we worked on it with White Labs. Okay, and cool. They, and they ha- uh, gave it to us as a proprietary yeast strain. So, Amazing. yeah, we're the only commercial brewery that has access to it. Um, you know, people can buy the slap packs of it for home brewing. Right. And right. I suppose if someone really wanted to rip us off, they could just prop that up. Prop and do that it. up, right. <laughs> don't, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. No, it, it, it has a pretty distinctive flavor to it, especially if you're around it a lot. You start to, you know, like, that's Pac Man. Um, but I don't, I'm, I haven't come across anybody that's ripping us off. So good. Don't do it. Don't be that guy. But yeah, I, I've heard, I heard about it for years and it just, I think I may have made a homebrew with it once meant like 15 plus years ago, but it's, yeah, it's crazy versatile. So you're like, you can, can you lager with this thing? 
yeah, basically, um, yeah, I, I, you know, you could, yeah, you could probably ferment it at 50. I'm not sure um, right. it'll get a little sulfury on you, but it's, it's right. yeah, it's a charger. It's not, you hear about some other breweries. I mean, it, I've only ever worked at Rogue, so that's all I know. Sure, um, sure, sure. But you hear guys talking about they work with like some of these older British strains and they have to like punch them along to finish out the fermentation. But Pac-Man just charges through stuff and it's, yeah, it's a pretty forgiving yeast strain for sure. That's, yeah, it's amazing. And a great name too. It almost feels like the fourth monster Pac-Man, who's not a monster. He's just a misunderstood kind of eight bit circle that needs to eat a bunch of ghosts, but, um, which I get that. Like who doesn't need to get ghosts out of their house? But, um, but anyway, okay, cool. There's, I feel like there's so much to talk about. Should we open another beer? I feel like we should, should we throw some, what, should, what would you do next? Okay. So I'm a monster of IPA. I've got all three in front of me. What am I drinking after Gumbaroo? What's the move? Defer to Danny here. Man, it's hard to say. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to drink Claude last probably because mm -hmm. then you're making the mistake of drinking the high octane stuff at the end of the night. Right. When you start doing, doing stupid stuff. So I'd probably drink Claude now. Yeah. It's Claude time. Yeah, too. All right. Let's do it. Let's grab some Claude. Now, now think, Claude. Harrison, you said that obviously. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> you've, you've said these beers have been on the podcast before, multiple right. times, in fact. Yeah, it's amazing. I guess, fun fun fact for me, now that I'm back on the podcast, I haven't yeah. had any of these before. I've never checked right. any of these in. So I'm excited right. to go from like level one to level three here, uh, very likely in one sitting. But uh, <laughs> being, able to, being able to kind of do like a Monsters of IPA, you know, horizontal here is kind of could it's uh you know neat to be able to compare each of these side by side oh yeah and i freaking love i love them all it's tough to pick one i don't want to be that guy who like has the non-answer but like um this i remember having this last year and just being like huzzah claude i thought for sure i think hagan and i we were talking about like which one wins and i, I probably gave a non-answer then as well I just remember being like, yes, Claude, thank you for existing. So this has, let's talk about this beer. What do we have? What's in the nose? What's, I'm getting like a bunch of citra. Is there citra in this? There is, um, there's a lot of Chinook and uh, Cascade. So that is going to give some of the, this one's like a pretty interesting, it's, it's almost like an, a throwback beer a little bit in the hot profile in some ways um, with the Chinook and the Cascade. But then it also has um, Strata. Which is right. um, Strata is interesting though. It's it's like almost like a preserved orange, like sweet marmalady orange flavor to it. Okay. Um, I think our brewmaster Joel talks about it being like orange juice. Like it's like orange Julius. It's like not like a like a bitter, sharp, citrusy orange. It's like a very sweet, candied orange almost. Okay. But yeah, this one it's got a good good bite of the citrus uh, to it. Is and then I think what else is uh. We use Belma. Uh, yeah, Belma, which I've been seeing more and more. Um, that's like a, is that a kind of New Zealand or Australian hop? Am I right? You know, it's a, it's a Washington hop. Okay. Um, but it's, it, it, no, it falls, it's super similar. And also the name Belma sounds like very Australian-y. Like, <laughs> it does. <laughs> sounds cool. Uh, but um, yeah, and Belma's a weird one. Like, it's it's pretty big biol-y. Like, I remember well, the first time I opened a bag of, of Belma, 
like some of those big new flavorful hops they they smell terrible when you open the bag because they're just like <laughs> garlic there's like these garlicky like okay. but then once you once you uh, get them in the beer and they kind of have some time to figure themselves out they they you know they're pretty flavorful interesting uh fruit notes to them but uh, the other thing about this beer is it's sort of a, a hybrid a little bit of okay. west coast and uh uh new england hazy because we use oats we use wheat in it okay mm. but um you guys i mean notice looking at the pour it it, it pours pretty bright yeah uh, we, we use pac-man in it so um you know a big part of that haziness is what yeast strain you're using sure so it yeah it does come out pretty bright but it should have like kind of like a little bit more body and creaminess it's a big beer obviously and it has that as well but kind of finds this middle ground of the hazy in the in the west coast even though it's a sea monster right which it is which is terrifying in its own right but also amazing finds its way up the up to columbia that's what I heard, right? So it's a sea monster, but it's like in the Columbia River as well. It's kind of a brackish sea monster, which is even more terrifying um, because it can, you think you're safe inland, but you're not. <laughs> it fl- yeah, flows like, up river once a year. Yeah. Yeah. That. <laughs> right. Like a huge salmon that's terrifying. It's like tremors. You know, they just keep on coming and keep in on the water. Like- yeah. Gosh. We're in Tremor 7 now, I think. The movies keep happening as well, even though Kevin Bacon is not. That's a whole other thing. Um, but yeah, so okay, so let's start talking about that too. All right, so we got we got Gumbaru and Claude facing off. Let's just start with these two. If this is, I'm just thinking back to the, my, my childhood, and I'm watching WWE, and people are jump throwing chairs at each other and stuff. If this is round one, who's winning? How do you even how do you even judge that? Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's tough. Uh, just given the whole, you know, Claude being in the water thing is a whole. That's right. One side of that, but I think yeah, I guess like you gotta give you got to give the agility to Gumbaru and maybe okay. you know, up the size, but I mean, it's a, it's, it's a good question. Because you got like fire, he's burning forest. He got fire is kind of his power. Claude mm-hmm. in the water. He's got great reach, though, like mm-hmm. boxing a skinny person. They, their arms go forever. That's right. Um, man, all right. This might be a toss up for round one, but I think you make a great point in that it's really about where the battle happens. We had an endless debate in the office who wins the battle, Grizzly Bear or Silverback Gorilla? And it always came down to where is the battle. I feel like this is a similar on the beach. I don't know. I mean, that's probably what has to happen. Yep. Yep. For sure. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of trees too around Gumbaroo. Uh, just like, there's no way you could navigate that with Claude, right? You'd be tied up instantly. You'd be all wrapped around trees. If he gets into the ground table and he goes under the forest, and he comes up in a freshwater spring, and Gumbaroo is not ready. I think it's. I think that's also something. If he has second location, that could happen. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Round two, anything, maybe. Anything could happen. Yeah. A billionaire scoops him up in a huge plane that carries the water, and he drops it on the forest. That's how the battle happens. Gumbaroo starts the forest fire. We got to stop it. Scoops up Colossal Claude accidentally, and one of those huge planes drops him in the forest. 
I guess Gumbaru wins that one probably. That's what would be the one carrying. Unless Claude lands right on his head. This is, this is Harrison. I think that was a CSI episode. I think we're getting this confused with like it's definitely like something that happened in Vegas. This is this is way off. Was it way the Vegas off the one or the Reno one? The Re- uh, a lot of weird things happened in I, the Reno. Yeah, one. I can't I can't quite remember. That's not real. Um, all right, we're having we're having a good time. We're having a blast. <laughs> and so these are all. So quick question about so i'm a beer fan i'm out here listening these are are these all pretty much nationally distributed all of these beers yeah they are that's they amazing are. too so if you're if you're at home yeah if you're at home and you're like how do i get i can't you can you can find them yeah you're round two which is really rad uh being able to to get these all all together um i will say too like just for for colossal claude uh 8.2% Imperial isn't typically something like it's right there in that middle range in a 12 ounce can. Like it's you guys package this up perfectly in a nice, like easily like have one, maybe two at dinner kind of, kind of beers. And these, these go really well. It also comes yeah. in a stovepipe though, right? It doesn't come in a stovepipe. <laughs> no, see, that's, what, that's what I'm talking about. 19 too. I don't speak East coast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we need our stove fine. Actually, that's 85 degrees here today. I don't need anything hot near me. No, um, no, no. Other than Gumbaru. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Colossal Claude comes in the 19-2. Um, actually, the only one of the three that does uh, come in that in that packaging. Um, so so that if we're talking about the literal beers fighting each other, Claude has <laughs> like a volume advantage in the larger cans. There are yeah. many different ways you can think about battling them all together. Um, but I'm clearly I'm having a lot of fun. Um, hope everybody is. Hope everyone listening is also enjoying. We're all having fun. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Claude for another minute. I want to get to Bad Squatch. So for Claude, let's talk about like the concept of this guy. Was this also like we wanted to kind of do and be talking about a hybrid of kind of the we got some wheat, some haze characteristics, but also it's got an amazing balanced profile there's some great bitterness there too was this a beer that you had to work on to get to where you wanted it to be with some pilot patches or was this also a crazy fever dream <laughs> yeah no this one took work actually no uh we uh yeah we worked we, we put a lot of work into the test patches this one i think i can't remember, i think numbers being in the double digits i think on how many wow. test patches we went through um kind of trying to find yeah, trying to find that balance of um, between the two coasts a little bit and and the alcohol level, you know, how high do you want to go? It's not like a 10% ABV. It's right. on that range of like, maybe I could drink two of these. Um, right. uh, but yeah, we, uh, we, we spent a lot of time working on this one, almost as much time as I will say Bat Squatch was a, a real pain in the butt. That one we That's spent it. a lot of time on. Uh, I know. But, uh, I know. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and and so when we're drawing these things, I mean, so Evan, talk to me about that. Same deal. You're like looking at goofy pictures and people's eyewitness accounts, or I feel like there's more stories about Claude than there are Gumbaru. Maybe I'm wrong, but talk yeah, about no, that. I, yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, exactly. It's been described as having like a horse-like head. Oh. Um, kind of fits with the serpent i don't know the long 
right now thing so i mean i yeah we just sort of went with the general sea monster kind of dragon looking i looked at dinosaurs i looked at all kinds of sea creatures and monsters and things um to get inspired for this one so amazing it's kind of it's it's kind of got like the deep the deep sea fish vibe with the mouth and those teeth and the eye try to give it some kind of gangly looking wild teeth and the the dead just glowing eyes so right Definitely. If I saw this, I mean, this would be terrifying to come across. <laughs> That'd ruin your day. Really <laughs> ruin my day. And then from that day on, every time I saw a stick in the water, I'd be like, "Is that? Oh, okay, never mind." This is every just my guard up forever. Mm-hmm. Could never enjoy the beach ever again. I don't want to live in that world. But I mean, this is amazing. What? So, Evan, tell me about. So the process of this. So we just got a little bit of insight of that. But are you like? drawn this in a night is it many iterations is it collaborative tell me more this was i think the second kind of direction i i did do one where the first version was i showed the water level and you could sure. see water got it and so you could kind of see the whole almost like the the tip of the iceberg and then you could see the whole rest underneath the water nice. um, because originally it was gonna just only be in the 192, the tall can. So that sort of was a design. Oh, sure. Look, and that's a lot of space vertically to fill. Right. Um, and we kind of have our you know standard spot for the the rogue logo up top. So there's a lot of lot of room there to fill up. Um, and we kind of decided that you know a 12 ounce can was gonna be a good fit for it as well. So this was sort of the second version, and I. I reworked Claude's uh, face and just kind of how the overall look. Um, and I'm kind of glad that I got a second take at it because uh, <laughs> I think it looks better. Um, it looks awesome. Thanks. Yeah. No, it's it, this was a, a fun one. And just during, you know, the whole uh, work from home, uh, kind of sort of the COVID and everything. And so it just takes me back. Uh, yeah. Right. Not in the best way, maybe, but. <laughs> well, you certainly made great use of the time. You got to be kidding me. Yeah, no, and, and you know, this stuff takes, um, it's hard. I get asked that a lot, like, how, how long do you spend on something like this? But we have, you know, enough things going on where I'm jumping back and forth between projects. Um, but, you know, definitely a, a few weeks, maybe, Wow, to do something like this. Yeah. That's amazing. And then to make it come to life, let's talk about that for a minute before we jump into Bat Squash. What is that process like? You mentioned a little bit earlier, kind of animating these drawings, these works of art you've created. But what is that? Take me through that a little bit. How does that happen? Yeah, so, you know, just based on their their characteristics and um, sort of what you can infer from the, the sightings. Um, we just sort of, you know, just like we're kind of doing here and just start playing around with what, you know, might happen if a, a giant sea serpent creature thing battled a, you know, flying Sasquatch guy. Or, you know, <laughs> it starts pretty basic like that. And we've all, you know, seen enough cartoons right. and things where you just kind of, you know, that's the fun part is just brainstorming what that might look like and what might happen when these all 
you know, cross paths. And um, so I, it's a lot of fun. And then obviously, you know, yeah. got to put it down on, on paper and start to animate it. So yeah, it's a blast. It sounds like the best job ever. You get to, you're at a brewery animating monsters. I don't know how, right. I had to pick if I'm in the next, if I've been before I get reincarnated as a gnat or whatever, and they're like, what do you want to do next time you're back? And they're spinning the wheel. I hope it doesn't land on that. It lands on artists at a brewery making monsters. This sounds amazing. <laughs> or honestly, Harrison, like the monster itself, right? Like some somehow making it, making your way that way. Yep. That would be wild. Hey. Come back as Claude or as Gumbaroo. Or I think right. I want to come back as Batsquatch. I think, and speaking of bats, let's talk. Let's get this guy open. Let's release the Squatch. Yeah, mine is sweating because it's been sitting here in this whole state that I'm in. Just remember what humidity is overnight. Oh my god! Um, let's do it. The OG monster of IPA, Squatch the Bad Squatch. You're right. It's almost like obviously there's tons of legend around this as well. Some fun sightings around Mount St. Helens. We can talk a little bit about that, but really it feels like. Somebody somewhere was like, what would make Sasquatch more terrifying if he could fly? Got it. And here we are <laughs> with that. Um, but amazing to drink. So let's talk about the beer first. What should we all be smelling, tasting, all that all that madness right now as we get in here? Yeah, so I, these ones, uh, Backsquatch is going to give you a lot more of kind of the newer um interesting hop flavors and aromas like some of the tropical fruit i think there's a lot of pineapple in it yeah a little bit of like almost like a pina coconutty thing going on yes mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of like ripe fruit and sweet fruit um you know as opposed to like the citrusy um piney stuff yes right the pineapple jumps out to me like immediately there's almost like a cantaloupe thing happening. Am I mm -hmm. wrong? Like a stone fruit thing going on? Yeah, totally. I think, yeah, I think the melons, a lot of like melony uh, flavor in it. It's, it's pretty crazy. Some of these new hops, um, uh, I think we're using a lot of BRU1 in this. Um, okay. it, yeah, the, what those like new tropical kind of pina colada hops are, they're crazy what they can do. And they're and they and they're perfect for hazy IPAs. They fit the style just like incredibly. Um, Sabro is another another hop variety that just is like perfect for hazies. Uh, right. And um, yeah, we're using you know oats and wheat uh, to give it that body and that protein, uh, and then the imperial juice yeast to help uh, maintain that haziness and give it you know that 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 yeast contributes a lot to the fruit um, aroma and flavor as well. Sure, absolutely. But it's it is absolutely. I mean, I do love. I know I was goofing off on hazies earlier. But I do like they look well again. Depend, I guess it's all relative. If you show this to someone in at Brewer in 2003, they'd be like, "You'd pull that out too early." But, um, <laughs> but obviously, we know everyone loves these things, and I'm, you know, as do I. I'm drinking the Kool Aid or the juice. But I will. So my question though about this, and Kyle alluded to it, kind of all been talking about it. It is tough to make a beer that is hazy, that is like shelf stable, and good so like for a not like five days after you make it but like for a couple months how did you do that like how did, without revealing too many maybe secrets but like 
what is the mind puzzle that happened? Like, how did you do this? Because I've had Bat Squatch multiple times now. I'm on the East Coast. It's great every time I have it. I don't even worry about looking at the can date. I just know it's going to be good, and it always has been. Can't say that about every hazy IP I've had. Sometimes they're a little goofy. So what is the magic in here besides that Bat Squatch has blessed it or whatever they do? Um, tell me the real the real answer. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you got it. It's just the Bat Squatch. Okay, it's, cool. Got it. I knew it. Uh, no, it's... Um, I think it's it's relying on the correct elements to create the haze. It's not yeast that's left right. over in there. It's not like sediment and shit right. that's left over in there. It's um, it's that weird combination of protein and hops and the biotransformation of yeast, whatever that means, that creates kind of that stable uh, haze, which is really funny that that's what we uh, we got now. People talk about uh, now, and when you look at malts, they talk about uh, haze-positive haze proteins. Wow. Which is like, this is how you make your beer look, look like it's all messed up. Uh, right. right. But it's what people are after. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 and we've done it. It's a lot of trial and error and just kind of figuring out. It, our brewmaster, Joel uh, Shields, is a big believer in that it's very derived uh, from the hops and that it's very hop dependent, what creates kind of a stable haze. Sure. Um, yes. Of the hops, you, you need this certain yeast strain. Some of the yeast strains seem to do it better than others. Uh, the juice yeast that everybody uses certainly does it. Um, but yeah, relying on those things and not just crap floating around in your beer. We do, we, we centrifuge this beer, you know, we, we, um, yeah. So we're not, we're not relying on, um, weird things that are are stuck in there so it is a state it is a hazy that's stable uh and then for the flavor again like i was talking about with the with the gum brew it's just you're you're really packing as much uh hop aroma and flavor into it as possible yeah. if you tasted this beer out of our bright tanks you would actually i think be like that's too much um but once it gets packaged that little that there's a you know something called package shock um where it um kind of in this sort of immediate very quick aging in the beer and then that and then whatever's happening between then and when it gets to the consumer um it actually allows it to mellow out a little bit and then mm -hmm. that beer you're tasting is really good stuff yeah and again it's been that every time are we dry hopping yes no can we reveal that yeah, I can't tell you. No, we don't even, this beer is not even dry hop. Uh, no, we, we, our technique is we have a, a dosing system that okay. uh, we have, it has a dosing bell and then it's a very powerful pump and it's recirculating um, through the, the, the conical fermenter. We're pulling off one point and pumping sure. back in there and it's recircling this sort of hop, uh, paste or i mean at that point it's a thick liquid um yeah. in the beer for a certain amount of hours and then after that settles then we can uh, centrifuge that out wow love it love the science and the magic of monsters coming together to to make this amazing beer which is clearly working on me um all right so we have all right let's put okay let's pull them all up what are we do you guys have is Eli to reveal like who you would pick to win in the battle would they team up does Basquatch have the advantage because he can fly? I feel like air superiority yeah. is always, that's the thing. 
but I guess uh, you'll have to tune in, you know, to find out. Well, I mean, right. really, it's all up to us, the listeners, and drinkers out there, That's to be true. like, let's so. just go vote and make it happen. So we don't need to figure it out today. You have to go you choose know, one, though. You, right, have, you have to choose one. It's tough. I guess I'm in. I guess I'm in on Team Bat Squatch, even though. I mean, Gumbaroo, West Coast IPA, I don't know. i got to think about this. I can't – I wish I could give an answer live. People will probably be mad at me in the comments that I didn't, although maybe Definitely. I just did bat squash. But um, but that's the whole point of this thing. It's all just beginning. So let's talk a little bit about, the like, the actual um, – the videos as well. So you said episode one is out. What is next? What's going to happen? What can we look forward to in terms of just like the cartoons and all the cool stuff you're doing on monstersofipa.com? Yeah. So you will see the three beasts kind of their worlds collide. They're, they're kind of out doing their thing and they're, you know, thirsty for beer. They may come across something out there in the wild and, uh, that ends up bringing them together is a uh, dead guy, which is our, you know, oh. so that's, um, you know, what they're, what they're all fighting over. So really that's, that's the one. Yeah. They, there we go. Get enough. Yeah. I love it. Is there going to be a combat wombat site? Is that too much? You don't need to say, don't say anything. If there's not, don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Right. If you've wa- if you've had too many colossal clods, you're gonna miss it. But that's okay. Oh, this is amazing. I just I just love the whole idea. I think you guys are doing it right. You've always been innovating. Rogue's been like at the front line of every cool beer thing. Me, it's just a nerd who likes cartoons and monsters really geeking out and beer <laughs> and beer usually i'm not saying and beer on this show um <laughs> it really is a, a, just such a cool crazy wild thing you're doing and pumped to be talking to you guys about it today so let's talk more about rogue 2022 what's happening what, what can we look forward to after during monsters of ipa to give me all the all the news that's fit to print Uh, yeah yeah so um we will have at this point you know what's coming up for us uh our raspberry tartlandia is one of our seasonal that's coming right now in six packs um and then after that we're getting in i mean we're already thinking you know about our winter beers right now um we have our our santa's uh private reserve yes which is our uh uh, we put that in 16 ounce cans uh, and we, we do a different beer every year. So there's a different iteration. Evan's working on the art right now. I'm uh, hassling our brewmaster, Joel, to get the liquid dialed in. Oh, I think we've got it. Um, so that'll be coming out in the winter months. Uh, we'll have another six pack uh, seasonal coming out in the winter months. It's a, we're actually bringing back a throwback beer, um, our, our Mogul Madness, which used to be one of our uh, better one of our cooler beers, you know, and back in the day it was always in the 22s, uh, but now we're, we're changing things over into the mm-hmm. and the six pack. So that one we're pretty excited about. Evan's working on the art for that right now. Um, and he better do a really good job on that. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then 
we've we've done a lot of rebranding on some of our other stuff. Our CBD seltzers, we've got a rebrand that's kind of rolling out right now on all the okay. packaging. Um, our canned cocktails, we also have rebranding on those that's rolling out. Um, uh, the the cocktails will be probably more available to most folks that are listening to that. The CBD stuff is a little bit sure. um, tougher. You know, it's pretty much in Oregon, Washington, California, and it should be in um, in Colorado right now, and in Montana too, actually. Um, but that's a well, that's a lot of weird legal stuff to sure. deal with, and we have the lawyer uh, worry yeah. about that. Yeah, uh, that's why you have them. Yeah, and then we're doing um, some pretty cool stuff with our our whiskey. We're we're gonna have a rebrand and kind of changing up our lineup with our dead guy whiskey. So that stuff will be at the end of this year as well, and that's gonna be pretty pretty badass. Also, that will be amazing. I keep hearing rebranding, which I feel like is it's Evan. It's just all Evan. That means Evan is doing lots of lots of things. I actually gotta go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it sounds like it. I'm sitting here thinking, like, well, I don't know when Evan's going to have a chance to relax. But it's all amazing stuff. I mean, clearly, like, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, you know, again, like I said, if I'm on a wheel looking at what am I going to be reincarnated as doing cool artwork at an amazing brewery, that sounds pretty sweet. Although, right, as Kyle reminded me, maybe I can land on Bat Squatch next time. I'm thinking maybe Harrison, like Morimoto, like you just, you're, you're the Soba guy, you're the Morimoto, you're, you know, like getting in and, and doing maybe some, some collabs with these folks. Like that's the place to be too. That'd be fun. Some good stuff. Yeah. Just not a gnat or a bug. Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, or whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but this has been amazing. I mean, Danny, Evan, thank you both for hanging out with us today, for enduring whatever it is that I'm saying, um, for enlightening us, for doing what you're doing, making great beer, having fun with it, like taking this to really the next level. Like, I don't know what is going to be a beer NFT. I think that already happened. I don't care about that. That's not exciting. This is exciting. This wrong is crypto, cool. Harrison. Right. Wrong crypto. We're, we're talking. Yeah. We're, we're talking cryptids, not crypto. Right, but. cryptids. Oh, this guy. A great dad joke. Dang it. I know. But no kill. I'm, I'm back. I'm back, folks. I'm back. Right. <laughs> if a child knows what crypto is, I guess they'll be the next president or emperor. I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> next. Um, first president of Mars. That's for another show, another time. But Danny, Evan, thank you guys so much. This has been awesome. Absolutely. Thanks for having us, you guys. Yeah, it was a blast. Yeah, thank you. You got it. And remember, monstersbypa.com. Get over there. Check this out. Obviously, we got to vote. Like, drink up and just pick a side. Be better than me. I think it's Pat Squatch. Although, Gumbaroo, I'm the worst, Kyle. I'm the worst. I know. I know. Flopper, uh, which is not a cryptid. Um, although, that would be a horrible monster or something that's shaped like a large flip flop. That's not scary. I, unless it's really big. And then I guess that's a, 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 yeah, a flying chunkla is like what that's definitely definitely a cryptid. Like it's gotta be. <laughs> if it's not yet, it will be someone will it see it tonight to after drinking all Absolutely. these beers. I may see it tonight. Um, but this is <laughs> this has been unreal. How do you feel, Kyle? You just had all these beers for the first time. What's going on in your brain? This this is great. Like <laughs> being able to have being able to have these side by side as well, and um, right. you know, taste the differences between them, uh, different hot profiles, different. Um, we mentioned like you know West Coast really coming through on that that last one, but I do like 
you still get that sense, arguably, with the rest of them as well. Um, so I just, you know, folks at Rogue really making some some great stuff. And, uh, yeah, I was really glad, really glad to talk to them. I know. It's so cool to right, take a bunch of IPAs. They're all different. They're all their own thing. Yep. They're all worth drinking. They all obviously stand alone as amazing beers, but having them together, getting to talk to Danny Evan about it. I mean, this has been this has been so cool. So hopefully you guys have been enjoying this at home. Go find these beers. Look them up untapped. Jump on to Rogue's website. Jump on to MonsterMyPay.com. Vote for your favorite one. Level up. Level this thing. Level this badge up. That's right. We have until the, what, the end of May? Is that right, Kyle? June end 1st, June, Yeah. So beginning right. of June. June 1st is the end right. of it. So, yeah. Go do that before then. Uh, you, you've around. only got a limited amount of time. That's right. Get this badge leveled up. That's silly. I'm going to like do it right now, I guess. Yeah, um, definitely. I am, I am ahead of the game on the badge, but it's only totally worth it. This is a blast. Keep listening, watching, experiencing these. Uh, I haven't watched these cartoons. I have not watched episode one yet. I've just been like living off the trailer. So that's what I'm going to do right after this. The links to them will be in the show notes below this video or in the description if you're listening to this on some crazy player good for you that's great come see us on youtube sometime though so you can see me sweat and stumble around and let's see how cool kyle looks in person as cool as his voice sounds um uh and some quick news from untapped so untapped beer festival we're coming back to charlotte north carolina we're thrilled to return june 18th 2022 we're going to the american legion memorial stadium for a one-day, two-session event on Saturday, June 18th. It is celebrate some of the finest craft breweries with some of the highest untapped ratings, in addition to unlimited beer samples. We've got live music. There's a VIP lounge. We've got a bunch of crazy things, probably some giveaways. Who knows? Got to be 21-plus. No exceptions unless Bat Squatch flies into the middle of the field, and I'm I'm not the guy that's going to kick him out. Did you um, book him? Or yeah, I guess this is, I we got to run this by right. folks. I don't know how you call yeah. him or contact him. I mm. think you have to pull up a mountain and he shows up if the right. internet's telling me anything. Um, but visit festivals at untapped.com for info. Grab some tickets. Until then, keep those glasses clean, your cellars dark, and check your bed for the monsters of IPAs under the bed, in the closet, all that stuff. They shouldn't be there. They should be in the fridge or in your glass um, like they are for us. But other than that, cheers, everybody. Have a great week. Cheers, everybody.